In the event that you find the accused guilty, the bench will not entertain a recommendation for mercy. This kid is guilty, pal. It's as plain as the nose on your face. So why don't we stop wasting our time here? We're gonna all get sore throats if we keep it up, you know. guilty welcome to the not guilty podcast this is the podcast where three friends talk about the movies we love even when the world tells us not to and when it gets like a really low rating on rotten tomatoes mm-hmm. yes <laughs> uh this week we're talking about batman v superman but before that my name is alex this is kyle and this is martha Okay, and uh, so this week we're talking about Batman v Superman, and this is a movie that Chris brought to the film table. Why? Um, well, first of all, we did Man of Steel way back in season like one and a half. Yes. Like when we did that, started season two, and Man then we took a break for like five months. The mid-season. Exactly. We mid-seasoned. Yeah, and that was great. It was, it was a lot of fun. I liked it. Yeah. It got thought, a not guilty. Yeah. Completely across the board. Uh huh. Yeah. Hopefully it goes like that again. But anyways, so Batman vs Superman. I have a. I have. I have a lot of story with that one. Um, I actually wasn't super looking forward to it when it came out. Oh, um, well, that helps. I think. I thought the. I thought the Comic Con trailer was really good. And You're I like Man this of Steel. is a cool trailer, but I'm still not looking forward to it. I was never super on board with Zack Snyder directing these movies. So, Man of Steel felt like it was going to be kind of a um, lightning bolt and a catching a lightning. However, that's, you know, once in a lifetime sort of thing. <laughs> um, and then, opening night, and then like a few days later, I saw Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. And I didn't really like it that much. Is uh, that the full title? You didn't like it that much. Wait, no. go back. You didn't like it that much? Yeah, when I first saw it, I didn't like Batman vs. Superman that much. Wow, that's that's actually surprising to me. Yeah. I thought you would have liked it much. No, no, no. <laughs> well, it also doesn't help that I saw it with a group of people who were oh. clearly not enjoying it. Uh-oh. And uh, did you pu- drag them there? No, actually I didn't. Well, that's good. At least uh, you're off the hook. Well, I invited one friend and he invited like five other people. Ooh. Oh, crap. And I'm like, I'm the... I'm. Famously, the DC fan in that group. So, and they're all like, all eyes on Iron Man. Iron Man. He's our guy. We're gonna see this movie and not like it at all. And you're like, all right, yeah. And this was a few months before um, Civil War. Yeah. Okay. Luckily, that came out before. It would have been. (laughs) It's like DC's Civil War. (laughs) Yeah. Um, A little more like Revolutionary War. If you think about it, I haven't thought about it. Good, because right. it's probably not worth thinking about. So really, if you, th- if you, so I for a while I didn't, I wasn't really a big fan of this movie. I loved the music from the get go because uh-huh. I, I, um, Kyle and I differ in this, but I always get the soundtrack before I watch the movie, uh-huh. and I'm not, I'm not intentionally not looking at you, Kyle. It's just that the mic's positioned towards Alex. But it's all good. It's all right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Chris, you have my full attention. I'm in. Who a, said that? I'm in a stance of welcoming to your conversation, and I just want you to know that I'm interested to hear your opinion. Hey, not on guilty. This somewhat weird movie. 
<laughs> or hey, not guilty. I will agree with you. The music in this movie is spectacular. Yeah, it's something that's for sure. Well, Uh-oh. there there are moments where it's a little much. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll say that. And um, Hans Zimmer returns from Man of Steel, mm-hmm. but he has a, a buddy with him, Junkie XL. <laughs> and Who that? that's cool. Uh, some electronica artist, and that's where a lot of the like. The wub wubs come in. Okay. Uh, some of the synthy parts. If you had told me that, oh, I wouldn't wubs. have even really thought about it at all. Like, it doesn't... It's not overtly uh, a soundtrack that is heavy. I wouldn't say it's probably Junky XL super no. heavily influenced. I think it's probably a lot more Hans Zimmer. Maybe that's why his name's first in there. Mm-hmm. I, I loved the string arrangements, especially mm-hmm. like for Lex Luthor's... Um, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Stuff. It was just... I thought well, it, it, it wasn't every scene. It really stood out in like one scene in particular, but I agree. Cause I was like, Oh, that's, that's kind of like his theme. Maybe it, it made that villain seem very classy yeah. and very like meticulous. Like he knew what he was doing. And that's one thing I really like about his music in these movies. They tell their own story. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's, that's kind of a slight on Snyder's storytelling, but it works for me because mm-hmm. Even if the movie itself doesn't tell me something, I can usually figure it out through the music. So, kind of just going right in. Are we, I'm down yeah. for going right into it. Sure. Let's I do it. really no loved the uh, like flashback to the Metropolis. The opening? To the Man of Steel. <laughs> yes. That might I, be my huge. favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, I love that. I, I remember seeing that in theater and being uh, really... Ca- like, that captivated me. I thought yeah. that was a really cool premise because that was kind of the big takeaway from Man of Steel is like... Mm-hmm. it's and like all it's you know a, thousands of people are dying in this mm-hmm. scenario tons of buildings are crumbling and crashing all around of it it's just massive destruction it gets a little uh overstimulating after a while yeah and uh this was like okay well that actually did have an impact yeah and i thought it was <laughs> re-watching it i was like man it kind of brought back my love for man of steel a little bit yeah i, was like, yeah, I liked man of steel yeah i was like this was a good movie but yeah. anyway yeah well um one of the I think one of the biggest issues, one of the things that makes it this movie so interesting is also one of the reasons why it's kind of problematic mm-hmm. is it it tries to do some really interesting things that make it an interesting movie, but not so great for starting a franchise. Okay, for, yeah, I can see that. Um, and with, with uh, The End of Man of Steel, a lot of people talked about how it felt like a lot of 9-11 imagery. Mm. I feel mm-hmm. like this movie sort of took that and made a story out of it mm-hmm. in that this is a this is a darker post 9-11 sort of world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feel, uh, sort of uh, uses a lot of sort of the insecurities and paranoias that people sort of had afterwards, especially with... I mean, Bruce. tons of image, imagery yeah. in that scene, especially yeah. that scene in particular. Yeah. And I think the scene where Bruce looks up and sees, you know, Superman and Zod crashing back into Earth, like that's, that, that's kind of a... That's, a really uncomfortable moment. Yeah. Like, it's kind of unsettling. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's, it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. which is interesting, but also the reason why Marvel works so well is that it's sort of escapist. Mm-hmm. And I think this movie and Man of Steel, they provide escapism, but you kind of have to build to it. There's a lot more realism in, in these, these DC movies. I'm talking about these specifically. These two, yeah. These two, um, I mean, maybe even the Nolan Batman, but uh, but these two movies in particular, these Snyder, these two specific Snyder uh, DC films, they have um, an aesthetic to them 
that I think is a is a huge plus, but it's a big turnoff for a yeah. lot of people. I love it. I, I'm mm-hmm. totally invested into that, yeah. and so. It, a lot of that, a lot of that hyper stylized stuff doesn't bother me. I love like the slow motion, like opener stuff. He like did the same thing in Watchmen, and mm-hmm. so it kind of keeps keeps that going. Um, I will say like that first scene when I saw that for the first. And by the way, we we watched the extended cut. Oh yeah, we we are strictly defending the. Well, I am strictly defending the, the ultimate cut, the not ultimate the theatrical cut. cut, not the theatrical. And I've only seen the theatrical. I've seen it twice, and this is this is this, we we just finished like the three hour. Uh, <laughs> it's called the ultimate cut. Yeah. The ultimate, the so ultimate this, Schneider. DC this is the Snyder supercut, the BVS Snyder cut. So we, mm. we we're we're going into the. To the uh, uh, the, the, the full That's thing. another thing I definitely don't like about the movie is the title, yeah. Batman v Suit. All right, so the reason it's V instead of versus is I think because it's supposed to see it's not supposed to be about the physical fight. It's about the sort of like ideological philosophical fight. Oh, okay, I barely got that. Out. <laughs> it's uh, like Batman Five Superman. Yes. So uh, I don't know if anybody else had this experience. Maybe somebody out there did. But I could have sworn that when he was on the phone with Jack, the guy's name is Jack. I thought he said dad. I thought he said dad. Yeah. And it screwed no, me up for I like 30 minutes. The I did first too. Time. I was like, wait, what? In this in this one, his dad survives or something like that? <laughs> and he looks totally different. He's like, what the heck? And so it, it screwed me up for it, a while. I will say this. Throughout this movie, it was kind of hard to hear. Especially Bruce Wayne's character. You just got to pull a wax out of those old (laughs) whisker carry. I don't know. (laughs) No, continue with your sentence. (laughs) Who's harder harder to understand, Christian Bale or Ben Affleck? Oh, Ben Affleck. Well, Ben Affleck's got like a dude. I (laughs) no, I I uh, I love that Batman voice alter thing. That was Kevin Smith's idea. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like uh, I don't know. Uh, it's cool though. It's he's not having to do it. He's not having to force it. Yeah. It's just coming out like. <laughs> I love uh, Jeremy Irons as Alfred. Oh yes. Real quick. Uh, he's making a comeback on the pod too. Uh yes, he was my favorite Alfred. I guess. Oh, er, Die no, Hard with Michael a Vengeance. Kane. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah. Yeah, man. Wait, he, he was, was good in that? that? Yeah, he was the main villain. Oh, my gosh. He was uh, Simon. What a Dude, callback. Jeremy Irons is like a good-looking older fella, too. I we mean, can all yeah. agree on we that. We can agree on that. Yeah. And Bat- like, we can only dream Bat- <laughs> that that'll be us. <laughs> yes, we can only dream. Uh, but, yeah, I, th- I think this is... Uh, uh, um, a, a unique experience for me. For whatever reason, I could not piece in my mind. I've seen it twice beforehand. I could not piece in my mind what was the extended cut, what wasn't the extended cut. But I'm going to give a bunch of feedback into this. Is This was a unique ver- uh, experience for me watching this movie. Because I think the last time I watched it, I became a little disinterested in Did, specific. Yeah, you see it's in too long. I saw it in theaters. Okay. And then I saw it, and then I saw it later on. And that was a big question I had actually. Uh, that you, now that you mentioned it, Chris, because that's like the big. So this extended cut is like three hours long. I, we're not at verdicts yet, but I will say it's by far the better viewing experience to me than the theatrical cut. Oh yeah, I'd I think agree. it's so much better than theatrical. Did you have out. good seats in the theater? Seeing the oh, I had great seats. Yeah. They were like perfect. I don't remember, yeah. but <laughs> I got stinking front row. 
front and center. Ah, uh, that's a returner was, to me from now on. And it was so bad. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, don't go. And don't go front row. For some reason, this movie's just like super loud. It's and loud. So it was. Well, I, I was, did see. Could I, not hear at the end. I of did it. see Man of Steel in the IMAX, and that was oh my painful. Gosh. Yeah. And I had a similar experience to you, Chris, going to see AI. I took. I like dragged my whole family to go <laughs> nice. see AI. They all hated it, <laughs> like all of them. And I was like, I kind of liked it, mm-hmm. but uh, but the 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 big question. Is, this is a Warner Brothers movie, right? Is this Warner Brothers? Yeah. Okay. So the WB, I think, has put too much of a pressure on getting, especially Justice League, because th- yeah. that was like a rule. You got to be under two hours. And I could see because there was a lot of reaction saying that this was too long. Maybe this is a uh, unpopular opinion, but. I have no problem with long movies. If they're no. good, yeah. I have no problem with long movies. So what do you guys think about that? Because that is um, something I hear constantly. Like, I wouldn't... I mean, Because you mentioned that, that this movie is too long. I don't think it's too long. Mm-hmm. I think, I think like... I'm like, Not if... Not guilty. If the, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it sucks. Uh, I think... It really depends on the movie. Because I've it seen does. some movies that are really long, and they go by in no time. I've seen movies that are an hour and a half, and I'm like, when will this thing end? Yeah. And then an hour and a half goes by. And, and you're like, oh, there it goes. <laughs> uh, yeah. It depends, is my answer, I guess. <laughs> no, it definitely does. But I, I don't like how a studio's like, like oh, we'll never I see, see a Snyder saying. Cut or whatever, but... I think Justice League probably would have been a better movie if it had been a three-hour movie. It kind of needed an extra yeah. hour. Yeah, I think this well, one needed an extra. I think Justice League had a lot, of, a lot of factors going against it. Probably, and probably. I, 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 there are a lot of things that I found out about the movie that make a little more sense, but I don't. Really, we'll talk about it if we do a Justice League episode. Yeah. But you guys, it's it's a depend on it. I mean, I totally, I mean, I totally sure. agree. But I, I hate the, I hate the idea of like, uh, of your goal is going to be two hours, especially after the process has yeah. like already been going. Like, Listen, man, if you got a story to tell and it's lengthy, you know, take the time you need. Just like split it up into like seven movies. That's like what two VHS tapes. Yeah, ex- Titanic did it. Titanic. Titanic. Braveheart, Saving Metal Private Gear Ryan, Solid. maybe some other ones. I don't know. Saving Private Ryan, maybe. It, it was Final a, Fantasy Seven. Uh, it was a double tape. Yeah, Titanic. How many tapes do you think? <laughs> how many? Hey, how many uh, tapes do you think this would be? <clears throat> Probably three. Which cool. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> all right. So I want to go back to the idea of this being sort of a court case of sorts. Okay. Yes. Uh, or against a philosophical battle. Okay, yeah. So it's posing one question, or two parts of one question. Yep. Um, does absolute good exist? And it sort of breaks it into two, two sub-questions. Uh, can man be good, and can power be good? And yeah, that's definitely what's positive. I mean, even Lex Luthor mm-hmm. mentions those. So he is kind of the, he's kind of the carrier of that, yeah. that philosophical question between these two yeah. ideas. He's driving it, and... <coughs> Uh, a lot of people. Okay, so the, I, I took my notes a little different than I do most movies. This one I broke it down by character. Okay, and I'm mostly Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and Lex. Now, okay. Wonder Woman and Lex don't have a lot, but they have the least screen time, so mm-hmm. that's why. A lot of people have are really confused by what Lex's m- motive. motive was. Yeah, end game. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, exactly. And really, his again. This, I think one of the weaknesses 
of this movie is that it's too philosophical mm. and not enough based in like like sound practical reasoning. Mm-hmm. But his his reason for doing this, from my interpretation, is that he is basically a man with the Napoleon complex. Mm-hmm. Like from the very get go, we find out his name. He's Lex Junior. Um, he's living in yeah. the, the shadow of his father. Yeah, and that was a good scene. Yeah, him him explaining to. I mean, also for the the bucket of gram, grandma's yeah. peach iced tea, I thought that was really funny yeah. too. She's like, "You can give uh, me buckets of piss and call it grandma's peach iced tea, but I'm not going to drink it or whatever." And that callback later in the movie, <clears throat> yeah, solid, solid, yeah. so good. That was cool. She probably wish she said something else now. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's gone through a lot to be powerful yeah. to get to where he is now. Uh-huh. So his beef with Superman has nothing to do with him necessarily hating him. It's just that. He's powerful, so he, um, by his own nature, thinks that he has to destroy it. Yeah. Which I think is actually a really clever thing in this movie, because it's a good question. Yeah. it's a And I don't know much about the Superman comics, and maybe that is a central theme to it, but I love the fact that like Lex Luthor's uh, mission is so much more about destroying Superman than it is about him gaining... Uh, ultimate power. Yeah. Maybe it is, but it just seems like it's like his motive has constantly been. And even the thing with Batman, he's like, okay, like it's, it's also a piece of that. I think a character development thing that would have been good is for, because I don't, I, I started out going, I really don't mind Jesse Eisenberg in this role of Lex Luthor. And I, and I went really into, it and I've always been a pretty ardent defender of this Lex Luthor. This time around, I don't understand his, personality as much uh-huh. i it, it to me it's not distinct enough it's not different enough from yeah. like riddler or yes. or joker it's like it, it's not a new thing it's almost like he's borrowing a little bit from all these other i things. agree and my what i've always said with uh uh like this version of lex is that the problem wasn't with the writing it was probably with the casting like mm-hmm. i thought he did exactly well he did his best but i just think somebody else somebody who can play sort of the awkward side, but also be menacing mm-hmm. more effectively would have been better for the role. Like I've always like for the last few years, I've really leaned into Adam driver. As yeah. Probably that would have been cool. better. Yep. Uh, yeah. And a tech, I think a tech guy of some sort, something like that yeah. w- makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Like it being a, a tech mogul or something like that. I don't know if he is, but yeah. I, it struck me as that. It's like a Mark Zuckerberg. Just Mark Zuckerberg. Of, um, oh, Oh shoot! They did. <laughs> yeah. So um, that was probably the casting decision. Yeah. He's like a, uh, you know, Lex Luthor and Mark Zuckerberg character. Yeah, Lex's motive in the comics has varied from era to era. Like up until the '80s, he's actually just a mad scientist character. Then they—that's when the '80s when they rebooted everything. That's when they made him the he's big like tycoon, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and from that point on, his motive seemed to be more about he saw himself as a different type of Superman, basically, mm. where Superman was more about physical power. And he, he saw Superman as someone who just had his power given to him. And Lex was always a character who was self-built. Mm. So he's like, I'm the real Superman, basically. Are you a fan of this of this Lex Luthor? Are you a fan of like, this movie? Yeah. I mean, yes. I, okay. I and mean, yeah, I do think it would have been better. But if a different cast, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Do you like J- the Jesse Eisenberg? I did. I think he was one of my favorite supervillains. I don't know. I just I think he played the role well. Yeah. Yeah. And I I see how he does kind of compare to he ha- he he borrows those personality traits from the other villains like the Joker and stuff, especially kind of like the uh the ticks and stuff mm-hmm. that he has. Yeah. Feels very Joker. Mm-hmm. Especially within the new Joker movie that just came out. It it felt kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. Yeah. I, I think I can see that. I think it was well played at least. I I don't know. I of course I don't know too much about this character, this villain. Mm-hmm. I, again, I haven't read the comics. But just from an outsider perspective, I thought it was really intriguing and interesting to see his his mindset on and his reasoning on doing this. Yeah. And I do think I think also they went the Alex Jr. route. That way, if he bombed, they could bring Lex Sr. back. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because uh, prior to his casting, because like, Lex is typically a much older character. Yeah. And a lot of people wanted Brian Cranston to play the character. And I oh, know, I could have seen that. He could still sure. be the father character. Yeah. Um, well, as of right now, there's not plans for him to be. Yeah, everything that Lex was Luthor. planned is yeah. pretty much out the window. The DCEU technically still exists, but... It's it's so, a lot. It's, it's like it's it, it exists in such a way that it's never going to reference these movies yeah, ever again. That's right. I would imagine, which is really strange. It is kind of a it's going to be kind of a weird a weird thing. I, I think I, it's kind of a bummer to be honest. Yeah, it was, is. It's kind it, of another Amazing Spider Man thing. Where yeah, it's like, it is. I would have liked to have seen. Yeah, and they, they, but they did screw it up so bad with Justice League. Uh, yeah, I, I mean it's. I, I watched that not too not too long ago, and I was just like it's. It just doesn't even compare. Yeah. So speaking of Justice League, I in this movie I found that the references to you know the other members felt forced. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> I, it, I agree. It was so pointless in this movie because that wasn't the story. I yeah. felt, it felt like this movie was trying to convey two stories and stuff. Like basically, we're in the middle of Batman versus Superman, and they're trying to like halfway through they're introducing this new story that's going to continue on in a later movie. I mean, it's just, fe- even just Wonder focus. Woman. Yeah, just yeah. focus on Batman versus Superman. It was a good movie, but those those scenes were so unnecessary. Yeah, I understand Wonder Woman a little bit. It was forced, but they justified it to, to a degree. Well, and she had a movie coming out. Yeah, <laughs> But true. I'll say this. If they had pulled off Justice League, I think we'd be saying a, like, a slightly different yeah. thing. In it. Because they pulled off Wonder Woman, and I actually thought that was a really cool thing that all those characters were in that photo. And I was like, yeah. oh, wow, that's like the people actually cast in this movie that came out a year or two later yeah. or whatever yeah. it was, the next year or something. So this is essentially a Superman movie through the eyes of Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman, as he's presented in this movie, is a very different Batman than the one we see in the comics. Because this is supposed to be a yeah. Batman who's essentially lost all hope. Yeah, so, so can you explain that real quick? Because that is one okay. thing. That is one piece of it that i don't mind it i like it i don't i don't know what led to that is it is it do they explain it or is it just something that we kind of have to assume from context clues like yeah like i know robin's dead that's kind of Mm -hmm. one big reveal Um, wait what i didn't pick this up so robin's costume says what is that what does it say on it uh ha 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 the joke's on you batman oh i just thought that was an old Batman no, uniform Rob- that the Joker did. Okay. It was a Robin uniform. Oh, snap. Okay. I didn't pick that up And Jared Leto killed him. Whoa. To answer your question, I think we're just supposed to assume that 
a lot of things have gone bad, and that's kind of in line with Batman. Like a okay. lot, a lot of Batman, it, like well, he's the, killing people. Yes, so he, that rule's gone. Yeah, a lot of people didn't like that. Uh-huh. I didn't like it. Well, and that, so he was intentionally branding them so they could be murdered in prison. Yes, because I thought that was maybe something that was like, like. He was doing it, and then like Lex Luthor was pulling well, the strings to get. That's what I'm wondering that, because there is one guy who is paid off to kill, like yeah. the one we see. So well, and that the, might be it. Well, and that's to me that's one of the things that sticks out in Superman's mind is like, okay, Batman is not. Uh, that one thing that this movie did that the extended cut did dramatically better was convey what Superman's motives were to be anti-Batman. I never got that. That never really made any sense to me. So the lines at the beginning are, uh, Batman says, what what falls is fallen, uh, referring unintentionally to himself. Then in this dream, they uh, carried me into the light, a beautiful lie. So this is, first of all, the opening scene is a dream sequence. I mean, it, it happened for real, but like the whole thing of him, Flying up into yeah, the light. That's yeah. a dream. So Batman's arc is one of lost hope, having seen good constantly corrupted. And he begins to doubt that true good even really exists. And in this case, Superman represents the ultimate good, which in Bruce's eyes is impossible and, w- and will eventually turn. Well, he has that line where he says, the world only makes sense if you force it to you. Yeah. And I say, that only makes sense if I force it to because i don't know what that means i don't either i don't know what it has to do with the the story but uh the writers were like this is just a really cool line can we please just sneak it in there that's so meta human um yeah any any thoughts kyle no i'm really interested to see these viewpoints apparently i've missed a lot i had no idea that was i'm still kind of amazed that was the robin costume Oh, yeah. There was a lot through this movie, though, where you really had to be observant. Mm-hmm. Observant? Well, observant? I love that. I, I, that's, that's, I think uh, the theatrical version is way more difficult to understand oh, definitely. the pieces, how they fit together. A yes. lot of people, so much better pacing yeah. to me. Yes. A lot of people have, very controversially, referred to this as the superhero Blade Runner. Because it, the theatrical cut of the original Blade Runner, people really did not like. And Blade Runner fans say, do not even watch it. Mm-hmm. There's one thing that um, I think would have made Justice League just so much, so much more interesting, so much better. And that was because I actually thought it was a really great scene. And I think it, uh, and maybe it didn't belong in this movie, but the scene where it's, it's like a vision of where uh, Batman goes into the future. Yes, with the uh, Steve with McQueen, the- <laughs> uh, Lightning McQueen. What's his name? Owen Wilson? Flash? The Flash. Thank oh, you. yeah, yeah. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Owen Wilson? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Owen Wilson. Uh, yes, so I, I, and I'm guessing that maybe The Flash had something to do with it, but he reached out and was telling him that, you know, like, you're right. Was that extended to a piece of that? I that think, was in the same? Well, that was in the original. I remember seeing that. I remember, yeah. the, I remember the context of all that being in the original. I, didn't, I don't remember him saying, like, uh, it's about Lois. Yeah. Like, um, f- believe Lois or something like that or, yeah. or save Lois or something. Yeah. So the, again, yeah, this scene I, I really like, but I can see it's definitely a problem because if you don't know your DC comics, it's a very jaunting scene. 
First okay. of all, the parademons. Like, if you don't know what parademons are, you're going to be so baffled. So who them. are they? They are basically just pawns of dark side. Okay, so this is another thing because they were in they were in Justice League. Yeah, and he's like, they were actually. It's really weird because they were on Earth in Justice League from the beginning. That was actually a little jarring because uh, uh, Batman, like the opening scene is him like yeah. killing one of them, right? Or going after one. As I recall, they're they're like starting to show up or something. Yeah. I so I thought I didn't have a problem with it, honestly, because what I think would have been really interesting, though, is for them to lean into the future side of things in Justice League and mm-hmm. start and like keep going back to that future. Yeah. Doing things of like, okay. Because all, what it treats it like is like it doesn't it it was just Batman wanting to assemble a team. He's almost yeah. even like blase about it, you know what I mean? But it's like, no, you got to do this because you've seen the future, yeah. And you have to you have to make sure that all of them are the, there together. And I think that's actually a really compelling story mm-hmm. arc in that it's like, hey, you get the Flash on board first. He's connected with and and so maybe there's a lot more of that, like Bruce Wayne talking with Flash, like, hey. I've met you before. You don't know this yet, but and then they work out some sort of arrangement, yeah, some sort of cr- contract, yeah. yeah. Join the team. Join so, the squad. Okay. I, I I said I was going to talk was going to talk about like the ultimate plans of the Justice League, uh, the original cut and all that, but mm-hmm. I, it kind of contextualizes the scene a little bit. Yeah. So, what we know is that he has a dream or a what we would eventually find out is a flash forward. Um, of what like what's going to happen? The Flash shows up. He um, essentially, when he time travels, he accidentally gives him a vision or something like mm-hmm. that. So the original, if if what we know is correct about the Snyder cut of the Justice League, it was going to end with almost everybody dying, and then Flash having to go back and change it, which led to the Flashpoint movie, which uh, is why they cast like actual actors to play um thomas and martha wayne because in the flashpoint in the flashpoint story wow it's like bruce dies instead of his parents and then bruce's dad becomes batman and his mom becomes the joker oh yeah Yeah. this would have been sick crazy so um the addition of doomsday in this i think i don't know i don't have a huge problem with it but i do see how they probably could have they probably could have fixed some of this to because I, I'm uh, all the way up until right before we're we're launching into Doomsday. I'm like totally on board. Yeah, I loved how the big reveal. I loved the fight between Batman and Superman. I mm-hmm. thought that was really captivating, and how Superman wanted to kill him. I'm don't have a problem with the Martha thing. I know so I'm many people do that. Con- <clears throat> so I, I guess I have an unpopular opinion here. I did not like the fight between Superman and Batman. Yeah. I just thought I thought it was a I don't know. First, I just I didn't I wasn't convinced that Superman was ready to kill Batman. Like I no, he, I agree, I agree. I that there was nothing that really made that turn. And but I feel like that I feel like that was. I mean, in in I don't I don't love that that was Lex's thing. Like really, like he's gonna. That's kind of a cliche thing. Like you almost have to be really dumb to kill Batman to save Martha. But man, I don't know. But I, well, I, it was kind of it was, it was the whole all powerful or all good. Like either yeah. he's all good and oh, gets himself yeah. killed, or okay. he's all powerful and he. Yeah, no, I tell you, hear that. Yeah. But I do, I do, I actually I felt the, the resistance scene. though. Like yeah. I felt like 
Superman never really gave it his all. He wasn't trying yeah. to. It didn't feel like he was trying to kill. Sure, him. I don't know. I just I feel like he tried. He tried to end the fight like once or twice, mm-hmm. and then just started like listen to me as he throws him into the bat signal. Well, maybe he felt a little more threatened too because like yeah. now Batman can really kill him, mm-hmm. and he didn't. He didn't. Maybe he wasn't aware of that. Too. I know this. I so Superman's my favorite superhero. Mm-hmm. And he's maybe my least favorite part of this movie. His whole thing about like nobody stays good, it just I Superman would never say that. Uh-huh. Now, the only way I'm justifying that is Batman in this movie is really uh influenced by Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Superman is really influenced by Kingdom Come Superman, which is a future like sort of old grumpy man. Well, that's that sort of undersells it a little bit. Uh <laughs> Do we want to talk about the Martha scene? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I'm going to take us back to another dream sequence earlier on. Mm-hmm. And that being the man bat scene, which is what everyone calls it. It's the... Oh, <coughs> okay. Go ahead. Yeah. The jump scare scene. Yeah. Yeah. That scared me. Uh, I was scared. It was in the tomb. You got scared too, Kyle. Yeah, man. You were, I you, didn't you like were, that. Ah. Yeah. I think this is sort of leading into the Martha scene because it's Martha's tomb that's like bleeding. Okay. And then the bat like busts out of that and no one knows for sure but i see that as basically symbolic of how the batman that bruce created to avenge his parents has become a completely different monster okay and this leads us into the martha scene so it's all triggered by batman or superman saying save martha now a lot of people think this is just a thing about their names being the same yeah i didn't feel that at all but go ahead I totally know what you the mean, line though. that I think really sells it is save Mar- we have to save Martha or save Martha is yeah. what he says. This has a double meaning uh, in this case. The name Martha serves as a reminder of why Bruce took up the mantle in the first place. As he flashbacks to the night his parents were murdered, he realizes that he's lost his way. If he kills Superman, he will become the very thing that he swore to stop. If he kills Superman, he kills Martha. So when he fi- ba- that's the whole point of that flashback sequence is to show that in his mind, he's become the the man who killed his parents because he's just completely lost his way. He's completely lost mm-hmm. sight of why he's doing this. So when he tells uh, Bruce, when he tells Bruce Martha won't die, or sorry, when he tells Clark Martha won't die tonight, that's basically Batman's way of saying, I'm back on my original mission. Yeah. I will say this. I liked the fight scene when he was... Uh, when they saving go to Martha. save Martha, yeah, God, oh, yeah. that scene is so sick. That yeah, was, that's so that's cool. like the one scene that people almost universally like. That it's was so that cool. was the best fight scene of this movie. Love it. Yeah, to me, and it, maybe it's just a different a different uh, viewpoint on it. But to me, what it what it made him realize is that he's not a uh, he's not a um, oh yeah uh, an alien. Yeah, basically, he's a he's like more of a human because guess what? It, because to me, what really sold it was, okay, wait a minute, Martha, why did you say that name? And then, and then, uh, uh, Lois comes in and says, that's his mother's name. And he's like, okay, wait a minute. This has been a monster to me yeah. this entire time. Someone who's capable of great evil and capable, but he's got a mother that makes him human. Like yeah. that makes him more human. Yeah. And I, that's what I, that's what I saw in that. It's I, like, I, I can't I kill a human. Wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, I can kill the monster, but I can't kill the human. You yeah. know. And I was like, man, that's that to me got me really good. I, mm-hmm. I and and I can get it like because I don't even care about the the double name thing all that mm-hmm. much. Like, I, it's not a it's not oh you know. But 
it is kind of an interesting thing. I'm sure, like in the writers' room, they're like, "Wait, man, they got the same name." I I, I sure noticed it as a kid growing up. <laughs> like, comics. Wait a second, are they the same person? So there's there's a hey, one. Hey, shot, wait a minute. A one shot comic. Are these two the same pretty person? Pretty sure is non-canon now, but it's where Jor-El actually comes to Earth for a brief time and meets Thomas Wayne. And I think it's non-canon because people are like, that's ridiculous. Anyways. <laughs> well, and think about this too. is like when, uh, when S- Superman saw his father figure, it wasn't Jor-El. It was, it was, uh, Dustin Hoffman. Jonathan. Jonathan. It was like Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman. I mean, uh, <laughs> whatever. Kevin, Costner? Kevin, Kevin, Dustin, whatever. Um, it Kevin, was him. Kevin it wasn't Jarrell. Like, yeah. it, and, uh, and so I think that was progress. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And that leads us into super, the resolution of Superman's arc. Okay. Um, so that scene was kind of dumb. I feel bad for Kevin Costner because every scene. Because he's like, out in the cold. Every scene he's in is kind of like the like, head-scratching scene <laughs> of the movie. But it serves a purpose. Um, it has this part where Jonathan tells Clark that what made him... that. Meeting Martha, that's what helped him believe that there was good in the world again. And he says that she was his world. So this is important because it sets up that Lois is essentially Clark's world. Why that's important. Um, all right, this is where we're going to get into the music a little bit. So okay. uh, right. Man of Steel ends with uh, Superman killing Zod. This is basically him destroying the last connection he had with his home world. This leaves him completely alone in the world. So, if you can play for me real quick um, from Man of Steel soundtrack, If You Love These People, starting Mm -hmm. at the one minute mark. So, this was during the fight scene, right before he kills Zod. So, this this is is during the fight scene, right before he kills Zod. Like the Metropolis fight scene. So. This is what I was saying when it, I said it's not an exciting song. It's it's a little more... There's a certain tragedy to it. it uh-huh. Yeah, there's some melancholy yeah. to it. All right. So that's good for now. Uh, while I'm talking, if you can pull up from the Batman vs. Superman soundtrack, uh, This Is My World. And we'll be starting at the 32-second mark. Um, so, and with... Uh, at the end of this movie, it's uh, Superman basically when he sacrifices himself. First of all, uh, this is my this is it. Yeah, can you pause it for a second? Oh wow, the, it's the same song. Yeah. So did I spoil it? <laughs> a little bit, but <laughs> it's okay. I can still I can still work with that. Redeem right. yourself, Chris. Go go. Yeah. So <laughs> Batman vs Superman ends with him seeing a man regain a new sense of hope and a goddess come out of hiding for a united purpose. So this is the moment where he finally realizes he's accomplished his mission. He's created the bridge between God and man. Um, and his dying words are, this is my world. That's so, right. So he's finally, he finally found his place in this world. Uh-huh. And that brings us to the music. Which is the same music, but slowed down. Yep. And I mean, Dang. so even if it was, a, even if you accuse me of just like reading into too much. It, it's the same music, so I tend to think this was intentional. Oh yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. This is man. This is blowing my mind a little bit. I I love this. Yeah. Let me ask this: When they got Sod back, Sod, General Sod, Emperor Sod, they um, got some miracle grow. When they got sod. him back to be Doomsday, uh, 
did they uh do you think they had to get Michael Shannon back in there? Or he is went it like, back. He like went back he, to he be a dead about guy. Going back for the for the movie for like a few scenes. <laughs> I'm in a few scenes, you guys. What was the Rotten Tomatoes score on this movie? Oh man, so I just we loved it. we know it was a polarizing movie, but to what degree? And I I I get a little bit of why oh, maybe critically it wasn't as beloved, especially for the standard version. Yeah, I could see. All right, so the critic tomato meter is 28%. The audience score is 63. Wow, 28%? Yeah. What? That's insane. So, okay, that is mind-boggling. They needed to watch the Ultimate Edition. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really low for any superhero movie, I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just we- like that's weird that it is that low. So I have a note in here, and I don't know what it means, but I'm going to say it. Okay. It says that now that BNS are are friends, Batman and Superman, okay. they're like a baggy couple. <laughs> what does that mean? I, I want to say naggy. Maybe I meant naggy. Naggy. They're like a baggy couple. They, you know what I mean? They t- they turn that real fast. <laughs> There's like a ah, uh, now it's a buddy cop movie yeah. for like two seconds. Ah, they didn't need to do that. But uh, there, I'll say this. This is my last thought. So there is this moment of uh, where Batman gets the upper hand on Superman. He's like, uh, you know, uh, 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 like weak. And uh, and so and he's like got him by the neck or whatever and like dragging him. And it's one of those moments where you expect him to like rip off the mask. Like it felt like something like he was going to do that. And I was like, what if he like instead of rips off the mask, like puts those glasses on his face? <laughs> Like, re- like a reverse. So <laughs> yeah, whenever you watch it, just that. You wouldn't and, hit a guy with glasses, would you? <laughs> <laughs> and then he and him, wait, him wait. immediately go, wait a minute, and all like all the puzzle pieces start connecting. <laughs> the, the, the flashback of his parents, but this time instead of the Martha scene, it's just his dad putting glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like it's like Robin, and his, like he's got glasses on, and then it's like you know everyone that's important. Everybody's in his got life glasses on. Has glasses, yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, you guys ready for verdicts? Yeah. Let's do the verdicts. Let's do it. All right, what you got? Uh, I've said Since you brought the movie. All, I think. Except that... <laughs> Dude, guns blazing. Yeah. Well uh, done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. So Good I arguments. I don't... It's a philosophical I masterpiece. I gotta say, I think this is one of our best argued films we've <laughs> yes. done recently. <laughs> like, With that said, full applaud. I like it a lot. I don't love it. Like, <laughs> you don't I, love it? I don't love it, but I Why don't you love it? I think some of the visuals are a little wonky. Mm-hmm. Um I think some of the philosophy is a little forced and it mm-hmm. takes precedence over good storytelling. Mm-hmm. But all in all, I think it's a really interesting movie. And it's mm-hmm. a movie I like to talk about a lot. Yeah. And I could see it becoming a future like cult hit. Yeah. I mean I I it, as much as I hate to say this out loud to certain people. I do think it is the superhero Blade Runner. Yeah. And I don't know. I just... Especially the ultimate cut. Yeah. I can't, like, reemphasize that yeah. enough. Yeah. So, it's not a, a movie I'd go screaming from the rooftops that I love, but I genuinely enjoy it. And with enough uh, prep time and uh, whatnot, I would, I would show this to other people. <laughs> yeah, uh, so you, gotta, like, you have you have to you go, can and you have yeah like you got to do some like pre uh meetings beforehand you show it you know totally 
All right, uh, I'll share my thoughts, Kyle, if you're cool with that. Yeah, man. Um, so uh, I loved it. I thought it was so good. I, I was uh, really surprised. I'm going gonna t- to be completely honest. Okay, I, I was, thought this uh, was sarcasm. I was like, no, oh, wow. No, <laughs> I uh, I went into it going like, uh, it's probably going to be pretty good. I came out of it going, whoa, I, what was I doing my whole life? I could have been <laughs> watching Ben Affleck's buttocks this whole time. And so, like, <laughs> I, yeah, I, uh, seeing the extended version totally, completely redeemed this movie in my eyes. Uh, I am so much more upset about Justice League now. Yeah. And, I, and, um, and I've never had a huge problem. I think this is better than Man of Steel. I think it's so Whoa. much better than Man of Steel. <laughs> and uh, and I totally agree on the Blade Runner side of things. It's uh, definitely a lot more investigation. And there's a lot. It's just so jam packed that uh, that I got. I, I went away just going like completely satisfied. Um, I didn't. I didn't. There, you know, there's some stuff, and maybe it is a little bit of a guilty pleasure. But I was just totally on board for it. I was so like not bored at all. I like the Ben Affleck Batman. I like the Buns of Steel, Man of Steel. I like the um, the the other stuff. I like a lot of it. That's my thoughts. Not guilty. Whoa. Yes. Man. Show this to whomever you want. All right. Wow. Feeling good. Is it my turn? Yep. No, it's uh, somebody. It's Chris's turn again. All right, Chris, go ahead. (laughs) Defend it for me. All right, so remind me. So it's if it's one guilty, that's five years. So one guilty is five years. Okay. So we got a five year sentence. Two guilty is 10 years. Five years max. I can live with that. Three guilty is death sentence. I'm just going to go ahead and say it right off the bat. Um, not guilty. Uh, listen, listen, all right. I think... It's like I feel like we're in a courtroom and we all just <laughs> yeah. like, we're like OJ Simpson and like his lawyers. You Chris can be him. V. You can be him. <laughs> I'm going to be Chris V, Alex V, Kyle. <laughs> the jury. Um, so I thought this movie just had so much. And it was, this is my second time seeing it all around. First time was awful. <laughs> it was just a really bad experience, and the movie made no sense, and I kind of forgot about it. It was just one of those movies that I left and was like, eh. It was it was another superhero movie. I think, eh, like you said, a little movie. Civil War, Civil War came out right after, and that was so great. that was a little more impactful, I guess. Yeah. But second time viewing it again, the what is it? Super deluxe Snyder cut. Uh, exactly. Holy moly! It put the whole movie into a different perspective and I loved it a lot. I got to nice. say, and I agree with Alex. It made me really hate justice league <laughs> way more yeah. than what I thought it was going. Yeah. To. I, yeah, I, at this point I don't hate justice league, but yeah, it's, it's a mess. I'm, I will say this. I hate it. <laughs> I am crazy surprised. This movie got such a low rating. Yeah. yeah that's, I do impressive. think it's, it's strictly the theatrical cut. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know back, if they review back. DVDs. Go yeah. back, y'all. So, uh, yeah, not guilty. That, uh, yes. I mean, wait, this is your movie. <laughs> uh, what? All right. <laughs> but that was All awesome. Right. I loved that. That was, that was fun times. That was a good movie. That was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Good movie, y'all. High fives. If you, so for our listeners, watch the Super Deluxe Schneider Ultimate Director Schneider Cut. Schneider Twice. Schneider Twice. It's so nice. <laughs> Um. All right. Snyder any other die. thoughts? And Snyder died. <laughs> any other thoughts? Nah, that's it, man. All right. Man. Dope. 
Well, that's been the Not Guilty Podcast. Our 25th episode, right? 25th. Oh, yeah. Wow. Anniversary. All we right. Made it. Big deal. Big yeah. deal. Yeah. And uh, we're saying, you know what? Uh, tell me, do you bleed? Because Batman versus Superman doesn't. Yeah. Ooh. And we will see you next time <laughs> on Not Guilty Podcast. Bye. Do you believe in a little thing called love?